Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint Scripture Poetry Podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is John chapters 7 through 10. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by the story of the blind man that Jesus healed as recorded in John chapter 9. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Vision I've heard that in the temple, spirits sometimes slip through to visit the living in the midst of whispered prayer. But they've never come to me. I do my duty uninterrupted, make my sacrifices, cast coins into the treasury, always in the same offering box where once I heard a young man say that he was the light of life that could burn through any fog between me and the Father, if only I would believe. I stopped to listen, but my friends swept me away, murmuring, He has a devil. Sometimes I ponder his bright words. Blind as I am, perhaps God has a work to manifest in me, a way to wash this clay so I can see. You'll notice that this poem is not a recounting of the story of the healing of the blind man, but it does use some of the same words and imagery. The story inspired and informed the poem. Instead, I imagine a different person who lived during Jesus' ministry who is not physically but rather spiritually blind. The entire chapter of John 9 plays with the meaning of blind and what type of blindness is the fault of the blind person. Jesus makes it clear that physical blindness is not a person's fault. But he also seems to suggest that even spiritual blindness might not be a person's fault if that person has no access to a means of being spiritually healed. Instead, Jesus points out to his accusers that their blindness is willful. They actually do understand, but they refuse to acknowledge that understanding. They choose to focus on Jesus' supposed breaking of the Sabbath so that they don't have to grapple with what it means that he has the power to heal people and to heal blindness. To some extent, we still associate misfortune with sin, and to some extent, we can be the victims of our own bad decisions, but Jesus looked past that debate altogether and did not condemn anyone based on their current circumstances. I noticed that the man who was healed from blindness was braver than his parents. They don't want to be put out of the synagogue because it would essentially kick them out of the community. Perhaps his bravery came from the fact that he had already felt separated from the community because of his disability. It's a strong warning, I think, to religious leaders of the damage they can do to individuals who already feel like outsiders. It is not enough to not condemn. We must also actively welcome those who struggle with all manner of physical and spiritual problems that they lack the power to heal themselves. My poem in particular deals with a person who does, who does their religious duty, but who longs to receive deeper spiritual experiences, such as seeing the spirits of loved ones in the temple. I sympathize with this desire because I would also like to have this kind of experience. I really miss my parents, and I think It would be awesome to see or feel their presence in the temple. A thing which I have heard others talk about happening to them. But we don't get to choose how or what or when the Lord reveals things to us. This person 
felt moved by hearing Jesus's words while he taught in the temple, but was urged by friends not to listen. In my imagination, this type of person may indeed be blind to the truth, but they are not exactly at fault for their situation either, because they are trying to do what is right. Their unintentional blindness is getting in the way of receiving the spiritual experiences they desire. So maybe what I'm trying to say is I don't, I think these people don't need to despair. The blind man was healed not because of anything he did or said. He was just in the right place at the right time. And I believe everyone will have the opportunity to be healed from those things they cannot control. In the meantime, I just keep doing the best I can and acting on those spiritual promptings I do receive, having faith that I will be blessed for it. With respect to the construction of this poem, today I'll focus on my personal opinion of where to place line breaks. When I was a new poet, I used to only consider which words I wanted at the beginning of each line since I believed this emphasized its importance in the poem. This meant I missed another important spot in the line, the very last word, which led me to placing line breaks right after throwaway words such as and, the, or of. But that very last word in a line gets extra emphasis because the eye lingers on it slightly longer before moving to the beginning of the next line. I received feedback from a mentor that I could make better use of line breaks by reserving the last spot of every line for a word that I really wanted to stand out in the reader's mind. Sometimes I still put articles, conjunctions, small words at a line break, but only if I purposely want to give it a little extra emphasis, especially if I'd like to add an instinctive pause or make a sudden shift away from what the reader is expecting the next word to be. In the future, as you read poems, see if you notice yourself lingering or pausing at the end and beginning of lines. Do you think my theory holds true? Do you think the poem could have made better use of line breaks? Consider how you might reorder the words to greater effect. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Vision. I've heard that in the temple, spirits sometimes slip through to visit the living in the midst of whispered prayer. But they've never come to me. I do my duty uninterrupted, make my sacrifices, cast coins into the treasury, always in the same offering box where once I heard a young man say that he was the light of life that could burn through any fog between me and the Father, if only I would believe. I stopped to listen, but my friends swept me away, murmuring, He has a devil. Sometimes I ponder his bright words. Blind as I am, perhaps God has a work to manifest in me, a way to wash this clay so I can see. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.